Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello, my loves. Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year. 2017, we ain't talked to y'all since last year. Welcome, welcome. I am Monique. <laughs> and I'm Sydney. <laughs> and this is Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Daddy, why are you looking at me like that? Because you're right here and I was just admiring your badass. That's all. Oh, baby. I, I like your little rhyme. Did you like? I didn't. I wasn't trying to though. But that's how skilled you are. Come on, Come now, on goddamn now. it, speak on it. I'm gonna own it. Own it. Happy New Year, y'all. And in this New Year, in it, we're here, and some shit then popped off already in 2017. Popped off. It then popped off, and you know, I know when when we sent sent it out there, we were gonna be talking about today. We're gonna be talking about uh, Sister Kim Burrell's comments. On homosexuality. Talk about it. And I said, when it when it first came out, I said, are we still talking about this shit? Like, is this still a topic? Are we still getting fucked up over how people were born to be? Are we? Uh, are we? Are we? First, what's up to the mobile boat barbershop that gave me a shout out just now? What's hey, up? We're going to shout him out just so they know we're here. Shout and we can out, see Daddy. him. We can see him. Uh, for those individuals, though, that may not know what we're talking about, that don't have access to a cell phone, I don't know who that is, that they can go pull up what was said or Facebook and book in the face. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, you want to share with them the comments that were made? I do, Daddy. But do it. Okay, so on, it's all over Facebook. It went viral. It's all over the media. Uh, Sister Kim Burrell was pre- uh, preaching, and someone was recording <clears throat> what she was saying. And the part that was recorded, and I can't go word for word, but I'll paraphrase it. She was saying that homosexuality is a sin. And if you are a homosexual in 2017, your ass is condemned. Again, I'm paraphrasing. She also said that if you put, a, if you're a man and you put a penis in another man's face, you're perverted. And if you're a woman and you put your breasts in another woman's face, you are perverted. Mm. That's what she said. Well. Right? And she had to say it that way because of her religious beliefs. But, you know, if you say it the street way, you'd be like, if you put your dick in another nigga face. What? Something wrong with your ass. What and if you shaking your titties up around in a bitch, a facial area, bitch, something wrong with you. What? So I'm laughing because it it is almost laughable. 
Because you're saying that in 2017, we are still dealing with people taking issue with people being who they were born to be, who they choose to be. People are still taking issue with the cloak of, I am a warrior for Jesus, and I must fight for Jesus and stop all you fags and dykes before y'all get condemned. (laughs) But damn. Before y'all get condemned to hell. Again, you almost have to make it laughable because you say, why are you wasting your energy? At Show Bob's, or Nora said, Kimber Rell said all of that in church with a Christmas tree behind her. (laughs) (laughs) Jingle bell. I just thought that that needed to be said. But it's, it's almost like we have to ask ourselves, and again, there are quite a few people that want to shut Kimberrell down, and, and it almost feels like for what we feel like was hatred coming her way, now people are throwing hatred back that way instead of us saying, let's really have a conversation. And, and just to stay on for a moment, uh, the comments that we heard her make initially and then in conjunction with what she followed up behind, um, almost alluding to she wasn't saying anything about the LGBT community. She was speaking in reference to what God hates because it's a sin. And the only thing about it is, is that how many of you have heard the voice of God Mm. tell you that he, she, them, whatever you believe God to believe, hates in terms of what is a human dynamic. And when we give God credit for being all-knowing, it would seem to, it seems as if it eludes Ms. Burrell, and others that may comment like her, that if God created human beings and God is all-knowing and God knew us before we knew ourselves based upon the scriptures that individuals like Miss Burrell said that she believes in, then that would mean that to create these beings with the knowledge that they were going to do what they do because obviously God knew them before they knew themselves and to still create them would almost imply why would God create something with the understanding that they would have mistakes or commit mistakes, murder, crime, greed, all of these things. But something like homosexuality, where someone has an interest in someone that is similar to them, as someone has an interest in someone that is not similar to them, or should I say of the opposite sex, then why would that God create we beings knowing all of these things if these are such great sins? If that's so so great. But we're not talking about that we're going to war. We're not talking about the way in which we treat people on a regular basis. So when you hear her saying these things, you almost feel like, does she really believe that or is this commentary and rhetoric that's used mm. to have the people in the church who say they believe these things? Because you do understand that there are people in the church that will say these things only to be homosexuals. So 
it would make no sense that you would say this other than to have people on your side and believe that you're one of them. When in truth, we're all one and the same, but we like different things. So it just throws me off when I hear that because with all the uh, thought-provoking commentary that, you know, one can hear when they're in church, it's just interesting how, you know, you put so much power on the Lord and God's knowledge and forget that we've had free will, but yet somehow we don't, what we are, God wouldn't know that this is what we are. Because mm. don't they say, they say he knew us before we knew ourselves. That's what I hear. Like sometimes, Daddy, it almost feels like a scam and it's a ball of confusion because if you're saying, I knew you before you knew yourself and you have free will. Well, then I'm taking my will and I'm making a decision to do something with my will. But then you're saying, well, if you choose that, you'll be condemned to hell. Like it, it, it almost feels like I want to leave you in such confusion. And I, I've met Kim quite a few times. And let me say this. The sister I met, a sweet sister, mm-hmm. a sweet sister. Her hugs are endearing, genuine. So when you hear that that conversation and those comments, it doesn't make me say, I dislike Kim Burrell. Mm-hmm. No, it makes me say, let's have a conversation out loud, openly and honestly, because just in my experiences, and I can't say it for everybody, but some of the people that I've heard balk the loudest about homosexuality, some of the people that I've heard that, they almost go on a rant about how bad it is and how sinful it is only to come find out they're dealing with homosexuality. And it almost was a thing of you were telling on yourself because you started having a a battle and a fight that wasn't yours to have. And someone would ask the question, why are you fighting so hard for it? See, it's so many other things in my humble opinion that we can be fighting for like Sid was saying that we're wasting our energy fighting over love. You're fighting over, and and this is something that puzzles me because if you say to me, God is a loving God, and you really want me to buy into God is a loving God, except if you do this. God is a loving God, except if you do that. Then it becomes confusing. So if we just said God is a loving God, and There are no conditions under that, but we keep making it about conditions. And then when you start speaking on perversion and you're calling these people perverts, and this is something I want to share with y'all because I can understand sometimes the delivery can be fucked up. Sometimes the way we deliver something, baby, your heart can be saying one thing, but your mouth is saying something else. And the person you're giving it to, they can't see your heart at the time. All they can hear is your mouth. So that's something that I really had to work on to be conscious of how I'm delivering something. And sometimes in our delivery, you're almost creating a fight that's not your fight. It's not your fight. If you think homosexuality is wrong and you're a woman, don't you ever look at pussy. 
Don't ever put your mouth to a pussy or titty or a woman's mouth because you think it's wrong. For you. For you. But don't judge the next sister or the next brother and come with the cloak of God told me. Well, what if God told somebody else to deliver a message to you? Me as being a big woman, right? Kim is a big woman. Let's say all the big women, right? Mm -hmm. What if the fat gods said, when you see them fat bitches on the street, I need you to pull them up. And I need you to tell them they are doing a shame to the body of Christ because they're not taking care of the temple they were given. And them big fat bitches will burn in hell. Mm -hmm. How would we appreciate that? As a big woman, that might bull me over. Now I'm going to say some slick shit back. But for you to come off like that, I can't receive it because I think you're trying to be hurtful. Though your heart might be saying, I just want you to live. And in addition, because I see people that are commenting in reference to, but it's what the word says. It's what the word says. And when you refer to the word as being the Bible and it's being something that you believe in, the difficult part of it, if you think about it logically, because this is what oftentimes is asked of us not to do is remove our logic from it. But if you look at it logically, you have to ask yourself, this was a book that was used to oppress people of color from believing what they traditionally believe coming from Africa, which if you hear a lot of the stories from people who are from Africa, the ancients, they speak about gods coming down from the sky and giving them information, for example. But that being the case, since it was used to oppress us, it would seem since we were oppressed for 400 years, the last thing especially people of color would do is use that same book to oppress someone else. Because the language that's in that book, it kept us enslaved to our, as Ephesians 6, 5 says, to our to serve our uh, slave masters here on earth as we would in heaven. Mm -hmm. So now we're saying we're going to use these same words to now discredit a group of people because of their sexual preference as if the only reason why they're homosexuals is to piss you off. That's it. They're mm -hmm. homosexuals. And someone said... That's a lie that they were born gay because when they were born, they didn't know they were gay. They, If they didn't know they were gay, then you as a heterosexual didn't know you were a heterosexual. Come on. But at some point, you came to terms with the definition of the word heterosexual and homosexual, and you identified yourself in one of those categories or bisexual, trisexual, whatever <laughs> definition that. you feel that you fall into, you identify with what your inner uh, wants and needs were. And because I oftentimes hear people use this terminology called I had a calling to the Lord. <gasps> I had a calling to God. I'm not going to knock it because they may have had that calling because we know not where we were born in this universe. We know not uh, the message and the calling that the individuals, your neighbors, your children, your brothers, your mom, had the message that they were designed in their DNA to give while they were here mm -hmm. on this earth. That being the case, how can you deny someone the opportunity when that calling may be, let me identify who I am. I am an individual that happens to love or like other individuals that are the same sex as I am. 
it is different for you because you don't feel the same way. So you should live honestly and not do what feels not right for you. However, please allow others to live honestly and be who they are. Because we oftentimes say, always be yourself. Don't tell a lie. Now you told the truth. Now we want you to change who you are. Mm, mm. We're talking about it today, y'all. We're talking about it. Uh, Sister Kim Burrell made some comments and shared her opinion that she said God told her to share about the sin of homosexuality and the perversion of it. And sometimes when we use those words, and here's, here's one thing that I think turns a lot of us away from the building of church and the pastors and the deacons and the, because people will say God is love. God is love. Now, if you have a gay child and let's say there was no pulpit, it was just you and that baby. Now, I want y'all to imagine this. What Sister Kim set up on that pulpit, take her off the pulpit, put her in the living room with a little boy or a little girl that is 14 or 15 years old, and they're having some feelings of confusion, and they're conflicted by it because they do go to church every Sunday, and they are hearing that up on the pulpit, but they can't control what they're feeling inside. Now you take that mama. And that mama says to that son, if you put a penis in your face, you are perverted and you will go to hell. Can you imagine what that baby is walking through? And then the mama will look at the baby and say, I'm doing it for the Lord. The Lord is telling me to say this. Can you imagine what that baby is dealing with as he's looking at the mother who is saying, I love you, but I think you are pervert. And you're condemned to hell. And I'm only telling you what God said. But as the son is looking at the mama, well, ain't no daddy there. The son looking at the mama and she's struggling. The son looking at the mama and week to week, we can't afford to pay our bills. And you're giving it all to the church and you feed me that I'm a pervert and I'm going to burn in hell. So can you now see the confusion in the home based off of condition and tradition? That's all this is based off of, in my humble opinion. So now we feed that into generations to come and you still have babies that say, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. So now let me shut me down or let me grow up in a lie. And how does someone's sexual preference affect you? Now, if they came in your room while you was in your bed laying there asleep and they began to undress and lay atop of you while they were pleasuring one another. Come on. I would say, now, this has got to stop. <laughs> it's got to this stop. Has got, this is an outrage out here. Then that's when you're going too goddamn far. But until or unless that happens, for two individuals to be expressing love to one another or like, I think. That is better than the alternative to what we see on a daily basis, which us, which is us showing dislike, discontent. We're talking about people. As Alan Iverson said, we're talking about practice, practice. We're talking about homosexuality when there are people out there that have fought in a war, but they can't get medical treatment. 
That, but but, but we, we talking about homosexuality. We talking about folks. There's people out there in Aleppo. There's people out there in your neighborhood. There are people that you know that are sick because they can't get medical insurance. They don't have the money. But we're talking about what someone else is interested in having. Just like at one time it was against the law until 1967 to be in an interracial relationship. There's always someone who was small-minded enough to try to control the life's work of someone else when it is their life's work to be who they choose to be, what they want to be. And if we choose to love people as we would love ourselves, then watch the problem stop. But part of the problem is there's a level of love for ourselves we don't have. Mm. That's why we're so quick to damn one another with knowledge from a book. And nobody has met the cat that ever allegedly spoke these words. All they have done is met individuals who are believers in the words that are in this book and forgetters of the oppression that they suffered due to this very book in which you have women like Gloria Steinem, who I couldn't think of a couple of weeks ago, who was on Oprah's master classes saying, listen, she said, do you think that this world is biased? She said, how can it not be biased? We're talking and praising a white Jesus. Here's a white woman saying we are praising a white Jesus. And he was born in the Middle East. How can that be? <laughs> How can that be? Because that right there would have made headlines in the book called the Bible. It would have been like this white man with blue eyes was in the Bible, not skin of burnt brass and hair of wool, which sounds like, you know, Grady yes. from Sanford and Son. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things <laughs> yes, that when you, when you really read the words that you're allegedly buying into, Look at the laws that are against women. That people, I don't know the passages, but there's some words in re reference to why women shouldn't be pastors or preachers, as I understand it. But do you buy into that? Why should they not have a say? So when you listen closely to these words, they sound more like mankind created them more so than a mm. God. Because how do you discount and make women second class citizens? But they were good enough to birth your punk ass. Come on now. As men. Shit. Can I get a woo-woo? And, and, and one more thing. There was a, a, a lady who said that I must be gay because I <laughs> empathize with what it is. Hey, then I'm gay. Because what I am is a person of color who knows what it is to be challenged and have prejudices against me because I'm a black man. So I can empathize with anyone who's being treated unfairly, empathize with anyone that's treated unfairly and speak to those people that are treating them unfairly because they forget about the times in which they were treated unfairly. So when we start remembering, when we start remembering our personal experiences and remembering what it felt like when we were on the outside looking in, then maybe we'll have some empathy for those other individuals that we encounter that are on the outside looking in and need people to speak up for them. 
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Having the conversations that most people are afraid to have out loud. This is Open Relationship with Monique and Sydney Hicks. You know, oftentimes, Daddy, too, because someone just said, I think it's unfair to compare the LGBT struggle to the black struggle. This is my humble opinion. Anytime there's a struggle for equality based off of somebody else's opinion, it's a fucking struggle. Anytime it's a struggle, it's a struggle because we were black. It's a struggle because they were gay. It's a struggle because you was a woman. Anytime it's a struggle because you're Native American. It's a struggle because you're... Anytime there's a struggle and a fight for equality based off of the way you look or how you feel, it's a goddamn struggle. I don't care how you slice that cake. You're going to slice a a, a piece of struggle. Also known as discrimination is discrimination. Right. So we want to try to say this don't compare to this and this don't compare to that. If two people sit in a room, different colors, different genders, I guarantee you their stories would sound so goddamn familiar. Well, you know, I really couldn't get in the club because they said I was too big. Well, you know, I couldn't really get in the club because my eyes wasn't green enough. It's something. So if we really considered how would I feel, that's all. How would I feel if I'm on the other end of that? And here's the thing, so that we're clear. Kim Burrell has a right to say Whatever she wants. We live in a society that is called freedom of speech, but not for real. But we live in a society that says freedom of speech. So I'm not angry with my sister. I'm not mad at my sister. I empathize with my sister because we never know when the judgment shoe may be on the other foot. And we never know when the Lord may put something on somebody else's heart that's got to be delivered to you. So all I'm saying, and for my ears to hear it too, be careful on how you deliver it because you never know when the knock is coming on your door with the package for it to be delivered to you. And when it gets delivered to you, do you want that empathy? Do you want somebody to say, you know what, bitch, you was tripping. Come on in. We still love you. And there are individuals that are comparing the argument of as a black person, you can't hide the fact that your skin is black. But then they said, if you're white and gay, you can hide that you're gay. Well, Elton John couldn't hide a goddamn thing. <laughs> and and, 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 and let's, let's just pretend. Let's just pretend because you're right. It's Again, we're going back to if you're white and gay, you can't hide it. So, uh, Or you can hide it. But if you're black and gay, you can't. It's the way you structure what it is that you're saying, because the problem is with us as human beings, oftentimes we don't really take the time to think about or consider what we're really saying, because at the end of it, whether you're black and you can, that is revealed to the world immediately. And now you're being uh, there's bias towards you because you are of color or you are gay, but you're acting as if you're not gay, but you hear someone who is biased towards you or when they find out they're now biased towards you. At the end of the day, when the individual finds out the thing about you, which makes them biased towards whatever category that you fall in, it is still discrimination. That's all it boils down to. So it's the reason why people of color 
have to deal with the discriminatory practices amongst people of color before you can even get to white people being discriminatory against you. We've been discriminatory against the mulatto who the slave master slept with them so now they can be in the house and their job is easy. And because they like, the darker person has a problem with them and the Mm -hmm. person who's lighter got the problem with the darker person because they notice they get a little bit more favor, but they still consider themselves black. But now the community don't look at you. But when you brown, you kind of fit in the middle, but you may be... And you get to the point where, like, (laughs) listen, do goddamn crayons have these arguments because they all different colors and stand right by one another and don't have a problem unless you break or lose one of them? It's It sounds like kids talk because of the complexion of your skin. And were these biases true that we're speaking about? Yes, but it is not the fault of the mulatto child that they mm. that they are mulatto, or it's not the, the going back four hundred years when that child came out lighter because the the slave master raped. It's not their fault that they were born of someone that was black and someone who was white. This is what they were, and they're here to be loved. So why not love them? We are here to be loved. This is the one constant. We're here to be loved. Or not. The question is, which one are you going to choose? And it takes a lot of bravery. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of removing the self-victimization that we have a tendency to impose upon ourselves to say, I'm strong enough to love you no matter what. Because I'm strong enough to never stop loving me despite what someone says about me. And when you can put those two things together, the conversation with Kim Burrell Here's the thing. You feel more sorry that she feels that way than you do angry at her. It's like the white person that says, you're a nigger. And let me tell you why. Come on. Well, why? Because you're black. And this is what we were told you were called. Well, listen, I can completely understand that. But I prefer to be called an African-American. But if you feel that way, that's not going to hurt me at all. But at the end of the day, what are we? We're people. That's all. That's all. So the moment we put the ridiculous, petty bickering to the side and stop thinking that we're better because I know five more scriptures than you or the pastor told me this. If you introduce me to the cat that has no mistakes, I'll introduce you to the cat that has no patience for those that do have. Hmm. You know, as as I'm looking at um, some of the comments, and you'll hear people that say sin is sin. And if that's the case, what are we talking about? If sin is sin, then who are we to judge one sin over the That's like a lie is a lie. Ain't no little white lie. Ain't no little black lie. Did you drink that goddamn Pepsi? No. Come to find out you did. Well, what kind of lie was that? Well, it was just a little white lie. God damn it, it was a lie. A lie is a lie is a sin is a sin. And if we all know that we are sinners, why are we focused on each other's sin? It's, it's again, when you start hearing people fight so hard with, I'm just telling you what God told me to say. Why were you the fucking chosen one? How come God just didn't go talk to the niggas he need to talk directly to? What makes you think that he got to talk to you for you to talk to them? Because there again, we put ourselves on this pedestal. Well, because I'm so saved and wrapped up in the Lord, he can come through to me. Really? 
That's, in my humble opinion, that's arrogance all in itself. Because let me do my talking to that. Let, let, let that talk to me directly. Because it might, what's for me might not be for you. And we can still serve the same God. <laughs> and that Ira Hardy said, what if it was the devil talking to you? Well, then I believe him because <laughs> Don't do if the devil saying to me that we should love everyone regardless of what their uh, affiliation is with sex or religious affiliation, it's just because they're here to exist. Well, I would simply say then I believe him. So it's one of those things which would make even more sense because, ironically, the devil was depicted as someone in the Bible, if you pay close attention, that they wanted to reveal to Adam and Eve the truth. Because if you eat from the fruit of knowledge, then you're going to know more than what God wanted you to know based upon what the Bible said. But ironically, again, the Bible is supposed to be the light that gives you the knowledge. So that becomes a contradiction in turn. Why do you create a book to give you the light of knowledge? that the tree of life allegedly would have given you. But God was saying it wasn't time for you to get it yet. I'm going to get it for you once I condemn y'all asses to sin for the rest of y'all life for eating off the tree. But now I'm going to give you the knowledge since you was looking for it at first. Make that make sense. They can't. And because no one has been able to make it make sense yet, they'll put it on, you just have to have faith. But in what? You just got to believe, but in what? Because the way oftentimes, and then someone put on their daddy in the comments, so are you saying pastors aren't needed? In my humble opinion, no, they're not. Because that pastor can't get me no closer than God, then I can get me to God if I believe that. So that man or woman standing in front of me, that's their opinion of how they perceive what that special thing is. So do I think that they're necessary? In my humble opinion, no. There's nothing, not one person that has the title of pastor that can say to me that's going to make me, one, pay him my money, that's going to make me, two, take his thoughts and opinions home or her thoughts and opinions home and now bread it into my family when I know it might not make sense. So let your pastor be your home. And but 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 I, I'm not gonna blanketly say that pastors aren't needed. Okay, Dad. Because there are individuals out there. <laughs> there are individuals say my out dad, there. But not, they're, 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 they're individuals out there that are rabbis. They are priests, preachers, and they have helped many a people find salvation in their life based upon their beliefs. Yes. So to say what we don't believe in or what shouldn't be is now us imposing our judgment towards them, which is the very thing that they're doing towards us. I believe in live and let live. And in the midst of that, our issue would be allow people to be who they are. If you are a Christian and you believe that certain things are a sin and you believe that there's a certain way in which you should handle things, that's the way you should do it. Be bold enough as the Christian, as the Jew, as the Muslim, as the human being, as the heterosexual, as the transsexual, as the bisexual, as the trisexual. Whatever it is that you are, be bold enough and comfortable enough allowing people to be who they are. And that will allow others to be comfortable allowing you to be who you are. Because the stories, again, the stories that I hear about Jesus 
he sounds like a cat that I could have rolled with. Come on. Like, he sounds like the type of cat that I could have rolled with where he is rolling and saying, I love the lepers, too. Let me help them. They sick, but y'all turning your back because y'all trying to act like they cursed. Like, no, 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 no. Like, he walked around with kind of a level of humility despite all the knowledge and power and really seems a lot less judgmental than the individual that are giving this Jesus praise. So if you pay attention to the very Lord that you say you serve, he was down for the underdog. He was down for the underdog. I get what you're saying about the Bible and what it says, but these are words that were constructed by different men. The story you hear about Jesus didn't sound like he was down for the group of people that would have been ostracizing the underdog. He would have been down for the group of people who were the underdog. And we seem to walk over that. We seem to act like that does not matter. We seem to act like you now have to be at a certain status or a certain position or a certain way to be accepted and loved. And it's like there's this feeling that this cat is saying, listen, y'all sending people wrong. If that's what y'all talking about me, if y'all talking about me and how I got down and you up there talking about people perverted and they going to hell. Hey, bitch, stop that. That ain't what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I need y'all to do me a favor. I put all y'all down there. I got some other shit to do. So can y'all take care of each other, please? Can y'all take care of each other? Can y'all do that for me? Can y'all stop having people wait on me, call on me, depend on me? I gave it to y'all. So I tell you what, if so many of y'all down there, why don't y'all take off the labels and the titles and just be human beings that want to help each other out if you can? If you got a kind word, if you got something loving to say and you know somebody could use it, give them that. But not come sit with me in a dark room and I open up a little window and now I want to confess my sins. And now you close the door. Now my sin's supposed to be. And why hasn't the God that you're speaking about shown himself to at some point substantiate what you're saying? Because under normal circumstances, we as people, if we were to show up and we were talking highly about someone else to prove that they could do what it was that they said they could do. If you said, hey, my man right here, he can play some ball. And now your man don't show up to the court. Mm. My man right here, he's good at music. And your man, he don't pick up the instrument. My man right here, he can say whatever, he bring it to him and he can handle it. But he don't even show up to attempt to handle it. At some point, you be like, hold up, dog. I'm talking about you, y'all. I'm pumping you up. I'm blowing you up. Then you ain't going to come. How you not going to show up? Because, listen, don't worry about blowing me up. Blow yourself up. Mm. Do yourself a favor. Don't focus on what I'm doing. Focus on what you need to do for yourself. Stop focusing in on what others are doing. Focus in on yourself because, again, when you look at the very name of Jesus and you say it phonetically, it says, just us. It's just us that we dealing with on a daily basis. So when we deal with just us, watch how we start dealing with others because we focus so much on ourselves and dig ourselves so much. You don't even have the capacity to dislike, to have a problem with, 
and not have understanding for others who you feel made a mistake. So for me, the mistake is not of being a homosexual in this dynamic. The mistake is the way in which she commented about individuals who were homosexuals. And if you pay close enough attention with all the scrutiny, because the world is changing, y'all. The world is changing. In 1965, if Kim Burrell had said what she said, no one would have said much of anything. But there is a dawning of consciousness that is transpiring that are making people say and speak differently so much to the degree that it appears if her opportunities are being taken away. Mm -hmm. And ironically, it's due to spewing or saying things that were less than kind. And. But this is what I would say. Let's not throw us away either. Because there was a comment that she made about Eddie Long. And she said, look at Eddie. <laughs> she said, look at Eddie Long. How you going to sit there and chuckle? <laughs> no. What the fuck is wrong I don't, I don't with you? I don't mean to, Daddy. I don't mean what to. What is wrong? Okay, goddammit, I don't mean to. But okay, then. Well, I've been looking at me now. with a chuckle in the eye like, bitch, I know Wait you ain't getting ready to say that. But Good. I'm going to say it because she said, look at Eddie, and I'm paraphrasing, look at Eddie Long. He's nothing. What is she, what is, he's become nothing or? He's gone down to he's nothing. He's gone down to nothing. And it's like, be careful. Be careful of your word. We must be careful of our words because the very words we speak on others are the very words that we may have to deal with. So, again, we are all free to say what we want to say, what we want to say. But if we're listening and what this show, what Monique and Sydney's open relationship about, the show is about is what, Daddy? It's about love. Love. And Letting our vibrations evolve. I like that. I like it, Give too. It to me. Letting our vibrations evolve. So if people say, well, what religion of you? Love. What does that mean? Letting our vibrations evolve, which means you like green. I like red. But I think you nice and you think I'm nice. And I don't want to take your green away and you don't want to take my red away. And we can sit down and have a good time together. That's a beautiful thing. That's it. That's a beautiful thing. So if we've really focused in on how do I make myself better, which will allow me to be better so I'm not caught up in the pettiness, because that's what it really boils down to, the pettiness of other people's situations. And if you would say, let me stop being a warrior for Christ for the public and be a warrior for Christ for myself. Let me, every time I look in the mirror, I can say, hey, Christ, today I'm going to put my best foot forward and let Christ deal with you on your individual basis. If we don't stop putting on these cloths and, and capes and titles, well, God told me to tell you, listen. Thou shalt not judge. That's all. Thou shalt not judge. And I think that sometimes when people get on their tantrum regarding things like homosexuality, and then they say, essentially, it sounded like when she was speaking about Eddie Long, like, so there. It's mm -hmm. almost like a, a feeling of you're forgetting, thou shalt not judge. And that's in the Bible, too, as is a lot of things that absolutely make no sense. So when we pay close attention to ourselves, more so than others, we'll stop being, we'll stop being worried about what other people do 
and be focused more on what we do. That really is in the nutshell. That's it. If you focus on what you do, you ain't got enough energy to focus on nobody else. Like, if I had to go in the pulpit, the shit I would have to say would be shit about me. This <laughs> is just like, let me tell you what he told my ass, baby. Let me tell you what he told me I need to do, not what y'all need to do, because that's not what makes me so special. He's going to tell me about y'all shit. It's, and, and, and how do you know what someone else needs to do? It is a journey to understand what your calling as an individual is to know what you need to do. But you standing right there telling everybody what they need to mm. do. That's almost like not understanding that what works for you may not work for someone else and what works for someone else may not work for you. Be, but you are saying this is what you need to do. And if anything, with those individuals, what they need to do is the same thing that that young lady did with her finger after she knocked out Ronda Rousey. And that's when she put it up to her mouth and she said, shh, be quiet. Just be quiet. That's what folks need to consider doing if you don't have something to say that's decent. Mama, is it that time? All we need is love when you're walking down the street. Wait a minute. Love. Get yeah, it. Daddy, because I'm going to tell you something. Is that a real song or did you yes, make that daddy, up? Yes, Daddy, that's Al Green. Oh, What's that? The way Al, you said it. it what y'all not going to do in 2017 is judge the shit I'm singing, baby, I'm because sorry. I'm not taking no now, insecurities with me this well, year. Well, since we're talking about sins, that's what that was. Don't do it. That was a sin. Don't do it, Daddy, Because no. you made that sound like Al Orange. No. Not Green. Baby, this that was Al Orange. Okay. But not me, Green. Let me just say this. Okay, then. Okay, let me say this. Okay, then. What I'm not going to do is be ridiculed. For the voice and the talent that I've been given. I'm not going to let nobody take that from me. People who get up there singing a sinners, they can't sing. Then they sinning against Al Green. Let me tell you that something. That was Al Orange you were singing. Let me that tell you something. That was Al Roker But I'm going to tell you. Don't, don't okay. do that, baby. That was Al Roker. I wasn't singing Al Roker. Brother, who was it? Then? I was singing fucking Al Green. Are you going to do got, it like that? I'm going to do it, baby. Because listen, if we start singing love songs in the midst of shit in the midst of shit that sound it, like hate wait a minute in the midst of shit that sound like hate right no your song so, sounded baby, like don't hate do it. is what sounded like this it. is the bullshit don't do it right so right when sister kim was doing Amen. that Right. And she was saying it has somebody stood up and said reach out and touch somebody's hand make this word a better place if you can. If you can. And then somebody else in church would have said, if you don't shut the fucking up. Oh, come on. But you know what that would have done? What? It would have calmed down all that other shit. It would have. You see, all and that. they would have been laughing yeah. in the church. And then it would have taken Sister Kim in a different direction. You right. see, that I saw on the Facebook, baby, they's fighting up in the Walmart. Wait a minute, what's going on? What are you going with they was, I'm getting ready to tell you where okay, I'm going now. with it. I'm trying to make my point. Don't talk they, in tongues. They was fighting. Come on, Kosai. They was fighting okay, in the now. Walmart, right? And I said, what happens if right in the midst of these people fighting, someone stood up and said, what the world needs now is love. 
sweet love. That's the only thing that the world has little love. Right. Now imagine I got that. at and the whole store. Right. Came in on that song. Not, 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 they did when they came in. They would have the watched shit. you sing it. There would have been a slight pause, and then they would have fucked you up <laughs> if they didn't know who you were. <laughs> they was going to do that. And just one more thing, because someone had made mention about, <laughs> about cussing. Thank you. Hold up. Somebody said something about cussing. You know what? And they said, listen, they said when you use profanity, it can be damaging to the, the, the message that you're trying to send out. Mm. And what we're going to say to that individual that said that is this. The people that can appreciate what it is that we're saying don't look at words like fuck, shit, damn, and hell as profanity. They look at them as adjectives which are describing a sentence, meaning a word that is a sentiment. Thank you, Robin. It, It describes a sentiment with passion and that Adults are able to talk like this and appreciate it and accept it. But this is the level of acceptance. Definitely kids, because all we are is kids with old faces. That's it. So with that being said, though one may say it's lowbrow, it's high enough brow when you are able to extract the words that are used and get the best out of them. So take the best, leave the rest. Because at the end of the day, the folks that I found that seem to be more tainted with what they hear or or messed up because of what they heard, you should hear what they say when no one's watching. We just happen to say the shit that people say in (laughs) private while everyone's watching. Yeah. With that said, mama. Unapologetically. And I'm going to tell you something else. Are we going to go somewhere else? No, daddy, because it touched me. Okay. It touched me. They say, studies, all the studies have shown, motherfuckers that cuss are the most honest. People that cuss are the most honest because we don't want to sugarcoat the shit. We don't want to paint you a pretty picture. We want to say this is what the shit is. So when everybody walk away, everybody clear about what the shit is. So for those people who say, oh, I don't like to cuss, we understand. And light an incense. There it is. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, That was just in memory, Daddy. Okay, that's that all is, you see. Uh-huh. Right, babe. Hey, that's it. That's that's we in memory of what? No, baby, I was just in memory of Boy George singing "Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, Camellia." We just was honoring his song. There it is. That's all that come shit was. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. But Let's thank wrap you. it up. <laughs> what a good people, baby. <laughs> we want to thank y'all for joining us for the first show back in 2017. For the first show back. We talked about it. We discussed it. For those who joined late, we were talking about our sister Kim Burrell's uh, comments on homosexuality. And again, like my daddy says, take the best and leave the rest. But whatever you do, tell everybody about the show. Come on. Tell your friend, tell your sister friend, tell your mama friend, all your friends. Go to play.it.com and click on Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. My name is Monique. And I am Sydney. And like my daddy says, the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. Mwah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.